Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, obeying God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving through Christ Jesus, and Y, yielding to Holy Spirit. So if you think that you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on any podcasting platform, be sure to hit that follow button so you all are notified every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers, our listeners, welcome back. And let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to season four, episode 35 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me. And that is such an honor. So before I even get deep into this episode, I have to invite my co-host in Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, Father God, I want to thank you again so much for allowing me to get on this platform another day. I want to thank you for the word that you have bought today. Thank you for the loving conviction that you always supply. And thank you for leading me and guiding me in the correct direction that I should go and the things that I need to change in my life. I pray that through this episode, people learn to love you deep in their heart and do things out of love for you and not just out of routine of what's normal in the world. I pray that everyone can examine their hearts and they listen to this episode through the ears of the spirit and they take heed to what you are trying to teach them today. I pray that through this episode, someone grows closer to you, someone grows more obedient to you. And also, I pray that someone develops a more personal relationship and more personal understanding of who you are and how you work, Lord. I pray through this episode for more of you and less of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So now that I welcome my co-host in, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion of the episode. So if you would like to submit any high or low moments to the podcast for the week, you can always do so by DMing us on our Instagram page, Facebook page, or directly to our email address. I'll make sure that all of that is in the show notes below. And if you do so, you have the opportunity to be featured on the episode. And also, if you do want us to pray for you in private, just let us know and we will still pray for you in private. But I did get a submission this week, so let's go ahead and jump into the viewer submission. So my first high comes from Andriana Johnson Bush, who is actually my aunt. And it says, my high this week is showing up and knowing I am enough. And I am so glad that you are showing up for yourself. Y'all, she has definitely been encouraging me. She has also been on a weight loss journey. She's been on it way longer than I have, and she is doing such an excellent job. I have actually done a podcast episode with her, so I'll be sure to include that in the show notes below. She's very inspirational, very encouraging. So I definitely encourage you guys to check that episode out. She also submitted a low as well. She says her low this week is dealing with grief and interceding on my nephew's behalf. He's been in a coma since the 25th of September, but God. So I want all of my listeners to be in agreement with us in prayer on the healing of my cousin. Let's all touch and agree on that. 
And my second high, it comes from another family member, my cousin. If y'all are a loyal listener, then y'all remember a while back, my cousin graduated from law school. And I told y'all to be in agreement with prayer that she passes the bar on the first time. Well, I am happy to say and announce that she has successfully passed the bar and she has a full-time job and she is working and she is doing great, y'all. So anybody that prayed out there for her to pass her bar exam, we thank you so much. She did it. God was by her side and she is a living testimony and we are so, so proud of her. So give some congratulations to my cousin down below in the comment section. But that's all the viewer high and low submissions that I have for this week. But let's go ahead and jump into my personal high and low moments for this week. So my first high is I successfully released my first weekly vlog after a very long hiatus of content, lifestyle content, I should say, over on my YouTube channel. It was definitely a journey to get back to that. And I am so happy that I was able to get back to that. And I shouted out whole soul with Leah Elizabeth during the vlog. But I want to shout out her again on the podcast because she was vital in getting me back into the process of vlogging because she reminded me that those videos are something that I want my children to be able to go back and look on. And also for anybody out there who's trying to do a ministry for them to get encouragement and see the behind the scenes. So that really gave me like a jump start in my spirit and also Holy Spirit was working on me as well. And so I finally released my first vlog and I am happy to say that it was successful. So many people told me that they missed it and that just filled my heart with joy because it let me know that I was on the right path and I'm happy to be back on the right path and vlogging and sharing my everyday intentional obedient life. <laughs> so y'all, if y'all don't follow me on YouTube, definitely be sure to check my YouTube channel out. And I release faith-based content videos every single Sunday. And then another high that I want to announce is I got a new ring light. That was a big deal. If y'all watched the video portion, then last week's episode, the lighting was a little bit off. And that was because I was working with one ring light. But my mama did so into the ministry and purchased a brand new ring light for me because my other one broke. And so now I have two ring lights again and I am glowing and glistening the correct way. So mama, I do want to thank you and you will be blessed because you were a blessing. And then to go into my low moments, I just want to ask for prayer, continued prayer, I should say, regarding this little sinus infection that I've been recovering from. I'm on my steroids right now. And so I'm just going through like the last parts of it as the remaining mucus gets out of me. And if y'all have ever had anything dealing with mucus, you know, when it's coming out of you, that's the worst part of the sickness. But once it's out, you feel so much better. So I'm just going through that process. I have about three more steroids to take and then I'll be over this hurdle. But definitely keep me in your prayers. As y'all can see, I'm still showing up. So the devil is not winning. Hopefully, prayerfully, I don't sound stuffy. If I do, please give me grace and understand that I'm pushing through and I'm getting this episode out because it is a great word. But I don't think I sound that stuffy. But if I do, y'all at least know why now. In another low, y'all, I found out that I have a nail in my tire. And so I just, I need prayer that it does not cost so much to get that fixed. We're going to pray that it's under that little maintenance thing that I purchased and I pay for every single month on my card note. We're going to pray that it's included in that. And also y'all, if y'all can be in prayer with me and my household, y'all. So over the past year, we have been in the process of renovating our house 
It has definitely been a journey and it was not something that we chose to do. (laughs) It was something that we had to do. So if y'all don't know, I live on the Gulf Coast and we have hurricanes. It's just something that happens. And I actually say in the most rainiest city in America, look it up. I promise y'all it's a fact. And so with the constant rain, we had an extra room of the house after one of the hurricanes the wall fell like completely in and it was a hole in our house. And so that caused us to have to get the house remodeled. (laughs) So since we had to do it, my mama, she decided that she wanted to just open up the entire room so it could be like a huge living area. And so that's what we've been in the process of doing. And so we're just in the last parts of it. And I promise y'all, like, the rest of it has not affected me mentally, but, like, these last parts of the process has really affected me mentally. And I know it is because of the chaos that is the house, because the last step was to complete the floors. And so my mama just decided to, you know, do the floors all the way through the house. And, you know, when you're doing floors, the things have to be pulled up off of the floors. And so what they did was they just kind of moved the furniture to the places in the house that already has the floors done. And so my little studio, it looks a mess. Like like what y'all seeing, it looks great, but everything outside of the camera view, it looks a mess. The den looks a mess because we gotta wipe everything down from all the dust. It's just it's just overwhelming for me. And so I just ask for prayer as we clean this mess up. We thank God and we're so grateful that we were able to finish the renovation process because it has been a journey. We have been renovating for over a year now. And so for it to finally be in the ending stages is such a relief. We're so grateful. God has definitely shown himself through this process, but that is not my testimony to tell. My mama has dealt more with it than me, but I can definitely say that I've seen God in this process. I've seen him show up and show out. And when we didn't have enough money for one thing. He came through and next thing we know, we had the money. And so it has just proven to us that God is faithful. And I'm so excited to see what he continues to do in the house eventually. So want to give my big ups to God on that. Definitely keep us in your prayers as we are cleaning up this mess. But I think that is all the high and low moments that I have for this week. Remember, if you do want to submit any high and low moments, you can always do so by DMing us on our Instagram page, Facebook page, or directly to our email address. And if you do watch on YouTube, you can also leave the high and low moments in the comment section as well. But now that we've gotten the high and low portion out of the way, let's go ahead and jump into the biblical portion of the episode. So if you are a loyal listener, then you may remember a while back, I told you guys that my goal for this year was to read through the Bible in a year. And I was going to do that through the help of the Bible recap with Tara Lee Cobble. And so she has a Bible plan on the Bible app. And then she also has a podcast to go along with it. So I will read the chapters for that day and then I will comment on the Bible plan my takeaway from the reading and then I will listen to the podcast to hear her takeaway and so to be honest with you guys at the beginning of that process I was behind like I started out behind 
in that goal. I did not start January 1st like everyone else. I probably started like the second or third week of January. And so I initially started off behind. But by February, I did catch up. But then when I transitioned to the process of solo podcasting, I quickly fell behind once again. And in one of my first solo episodes, I did ask for prayer regarding me catching back up on my Bible reading plan. If y'all are loyal listeners, then y'all probably remember that. From then, I probably caught up one additional time to everyone else before things took a drastic turn, you guys. So before I was behind like one, two, three days, no more than seven days behind everybody else on the Bible plan. But then June happened. And when June happened, y'all... I've talked about this before. June was a very depressing month for me. And so when June happened, my lack of being behind, it turned from, you know, two to three days, no more than seven to a full three digits behind. (laughs) So I was a hundred days behind at one point. And when I looked at the Bible plan and I saw that 101 days missed, on the Bible plan, I immediately began to condemn myself because I just felt so bad that I was so far behind. It made no sense to me to be that far behind. In that condemning, I did say that I was going to catch up because it was my goal to finish reading the Bible within the year and I wanted to do it. And so what I started doing is I would do two days of the Bible plan a day. And I just said, I'll eventually catch up And I'll just read two days every single day. And then, you know, kind of like around the holidays when I have some time off work, I can definitely, you know, catch up then. And when I did start back, I happened to start back in August around my birthday. So when I started back, I happened to be in the book of Proverbs. So because I was doing two of the plans a day, I was actually reading four chapters of Proverbs a day through the month of August and September. Yes, y'all. I was I was overexerting myself definitely so one day when I got to Proverbs nineteen twenty two, I felt God's loving conviction just wrap his arms around me and I immediately knew where I was going wrong so Proverbs nineteen twenty two says what is desirable in a person is his fidelity better to be a poor person than a liar now y'all are probably like sis how did that convicts you for being behind. Like, make it make sense, sis. I'm about to, okay? Give me time. (laughs) So let me break down the definition of fidelity because I had to do the same thing in my quiet time because I immediately thought of the investment company. Y'all know y'all thought of it too. So the definition for fidelity is the faithfulness to a person, cause, or belief demonstrated by continuing loyalty and support. So after I looked up the definition, I read the scripture as what is desirable in a person is his fidelity slash faithfulness, belief, loyalty. Better to be a poor person than a liar. And so when I read the scripture with the definition of fidelity, that's when God's love and conviction hit me because he told me, daughter, It's not routine. Mm. I had began to equate my relationship slash faith level with God to how far I was in my Bible plan. And so that's why I was so dedicated to catch up that I wasn't even 
retaining the information that I was reading because I was just pouring so much information in me. I was doing it out of routine. He revealed to me that my quiet time routine, it was all based on I have to get this out of the way in order for me to get to the next thing. It wasn't about, let me spend time with my father. Mm -mm. It was like a check, a checkbox that I had to complete. And God basically told me, daughter, I don't care how far behind you are on this Bible plan. All I care about is your heart. Do it for me and not out of routine. He needed to teach me this lesson. The lesson that get out of the concept of routine when it comes to him. Now, me, I don't consider myself a baby Christian anymore. You know, I'm on this podcast teaching you guys God's word. I am not a baby Christian. So this concept, it shouldn't have been tripping me up. But it is a great representation that as a follower of Christ, we have to remember that we've never mastered one concept completely. We're ever evolving, always evolving. And we will always have something to work on. And I thought about the scripture that's like renewing your mind, like renewing of the mind is a consistent concept. I mean, look at me. I am somebody who is walking in obedience every single week, getting on this podcast, teaching you guys. And I still fell into the concept of faith based on works so I say that to say like if you ever get into like a situation like me like don't condemn yourself about that because we're humans we're not perfect we are going to have issues but that's why we want to lean on Holy Spirit because he directs us and guides us and showing us our areas that we need to fix and that's what he did for me So I may have gotten a little tripped up on the concept of faith based on works for a little while, but God, Holy Spirit directed me to the right path to let me know, hey, you're doing things based off work. I need you to do things just based off relationship again. And now I can get on this platform and I can encourage you all and I can remind you all that we are justified by faith alone and not by works. And so God was so sovereign in his plan that he made sure when I did get back into my Bible plan that I was going to read Proverbs so I can receive this message so he could fix me in my heart. And then he can also fix you guys out there who's listening. I just love the sovereignty of God. And the scripture before Proverbs 19.22 Proverbs 19.21 says, Many plans are in a person's heart, but the Lord's decree will prevail. So God is saying, daughter, you can make all the plans, routines, to-do lists that you want, but my plan will prevail. So when you get behind on your Bible reading plan, the word that I need you to have for that day is still going to go forth. The word is still going to be right on time for whatever situation you need in your current moment. So the time that you spend with me is all about quality time, not a quality routine. So sometimes you may be behind on your plan, but that doesn't mean that your relationship with me is lacking. If you're spending time with me, it's not lacking. But the way I was looking at it, if I wasn't on track, then my relationship with God was slipping And he needed to show me, daughter, that's not true. And God also confirmed this word through a Bible study that I just happened to come by on YouTube. I cannot even tell y'all the lady's name, but I'll make sure her YouTube channel is in the show notes below. But in her Bible study, it was a live Bible study. She mentioned that if you are late, 
you are right on time because God's word is always going to be right on time to whatever you need. You may be three days late, but he'll make sure that the word that happened three days ago for somebody else is exactly what you need on this day, three days behind. Maybe he knew that you were going to need the word three days later than what the plan had it planned for, you know? And so that just goes back to Proverbs 19, 21, like many are the plans in a person's heart, but the Lord's decree will prevail because he knows what needs to happen. So we need to not be so focused on routines and making sure we stick to a plan. We just need to make sure we stick to trusting God. That's what we need to do. And so going forward, I will never condemn myself again about being late in any kind of plan that I have or being behind in any kind of routine that I have because I know that the Lord's plan will always prevail. And so I just have to take that type A personality out of me because that's what I am, guys. I'm a type A. I love to check out boxes. I like to make sure I'm doing things in orderly fashion. And I like to make to-do lists. And I like to scratch through them and make sure I'm getting everything done. But when it comes to God, I can't be that type A person that I am. He created me type A for other things. That's great. You know, for the podcast, it's great to be type A to make sure I get everything I need to get done. As a creative, it's great to be type A because you're making sure everything looks perfect on whatever you're creating. That is perfect. Thank God that he gave that to me. But he did not give me a type A personality to put towards spending time with him. No. Because when I bring type A spirit into my quiet time with God, I get stuck into the faith based on works concept instead of what faith is really based on. So I say all that to say that the title of this episode is Sis, It's Not Routine. And the objective of this episode is to remind you all out there or let you know if you've never been taught that God is all about heart posture and not the works of it all. He wants you to know to get out of the routine of making sure you do this and make sure you do that and check your heart and make sure your heart is really in what you're doing. And to teach you this objective, I'll be breaking down the conversation Jesus had with a group of Pharisees in Mark chapter 7, verses 1 through 23, which my Bible titles, The Traditions of the Elders. So for those of you who have your Bibles, let's go ahead and turn to Mark 7 and get into the biblical background for this week's episode. Okay, so we are in Mark, if you turn your Bibles there, and Jesus and his disciples, they're currently in Jerusalem, and honestly, they're minding their business right now, and they're eating their bread, and then the Pharisees and some of the scribes were gathered around them too, and they began to like toot their nose up at Jesus and his disciples. Now, verse 2 actually tells us why the Pharisees and scribes are turning their nose up at Jesus and his disciples, which was the fact that Jesus and his disciples were eating their bread and they hadn't washed their hands yet. They had unwashed hands. This was detestable to the Pharisees and the Jews at this time because they didn't eat unless they washed their hands. And verse 3 explains this, but at the end of the scripture, it tells us why they were following this rule. So verse 3 says, For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they give their hands a ceremonial washing, keeping the tradition of the elders. 
Now, let me say, it is nothing wrong with washing your hands before eating. I actually am an advocate of washing your hands before eating. This is something that a lot of us do, a lot of us should do, especially after the year 2020, right? But the issue that was occurring here is that the Pharisees and the elders, they had added so many of their own rules and regulations to God's holy laws. And then they were trying to force people to follow those laws as if God had said it. In fact, this whole concept of washing your hands before eating, it was not in God's law. They had took a part of God's law and just made their own rule and were really turning their nose up at Jesus and his disciples because they were eating without unwashed hands when it wasn't even the law. So what they took this from was in Exodus chapter 30 verses 19 through 20, where it says, Aaron and his sons must wash their hands and feet from the basin Whenever they enter the tent of meeting or approach the altar to minister by burning a food offering to the Lord, they must wash with water so they will not die. So if we look inside of Exodus 30, 19, 20, we don't see anywhere where it says the Israelites must wash their hands before eating. That is not what God's law said, but the Pharisees and the elders had added this tradition to God's law and they were applying it as if it was supreme law when God never even said this to Moses when he initially made the laws. But because of the Pharisees traditions that they had in their mind, when they saw the disciples not wash their hands, they automatically pronounced them as unworthy, unclean, and they were not worthy in God's eyes automatically when they saw them not wash their hands. And going back to Mark chapter 7, verse 5, they actually say, Why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating bread with ceremonially unclean hands? And then Jesus proceeded to get them to and gather, which is one thing I love about Jesus. In verses 6 through 8, it tells us how he responds. So starting at verse 6, he says, Isaiah prophesies correctly about you hypocrites, as it is written. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines, human commands. Woo. Abandoning the command of God. You hold on to human tradition and skip into verse 13. You nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down and you do many other similar things. You nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down. Mm, 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 mm. That last verse, that word nullify, whoo. Let me tell y'all the definition of it. So it means to make legally null and void or invalidate. Y'all, these people were invalidating God's word. That's what Jesus said. They were putting so much command on the tradition of the elders and the tradition of the humans that they were abandoning the command of God. And as a result, they started to provide lip service to God and their hearts were so far from God. And then continuing to get them together, Jesus says in verse 15, nothing that goes into a person from outside can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. For it doesn't go into his heart, but into the stomach and is eliminated. Thus, he declared all foods clean. And he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him for from within out of people's hearts. Now, let's stop there. 
And I want to focus on the last sentence. Jesus says, what comes out of a person is what defiles him for from within out of people's hearts. Jesus is telling us what comes out of our heart is really what matters. In the excerpts of my Tony Evans study Bible for verses 19 through 23, it says, following customs and traditions can't fix your sinful heart. Only Jesus, through his atoning work on the cross, can grant forgiveness of sins and a transformed heart that is in sync with God. So the question is, are you in sync with God? Is your heart in sync with God? Or are you just checking off boxes that the world set up as a requirement, that you set up as a requirement, that religion set up as a requirement? Are you just checking off boxes? From the traditions of the elders? Or is your heart truly aligned and focused on doing what you do because of God? When we get into the mode of following custom traditions or routines, we can quickly, so quickly fall into the trap of trying to earn our relationship with God, our righteousness. When We cannot earn our righteousness. We cannot earn our relationship with God. He is not a God based off works. So when you get into the mode of following custom traditions and routines like, hey, God, look. Hey, God, look what I did. I read the Bible today. What do I get? Hey, God, look. Look what I did. I went to church today. What do I get? Hey, God, look. Look what I did. I gave to the poor. I should really get like a good thing. What do I get? What happens when you don't get anything? Mm. Now, none of those things that I just said are bad things. Like you should definitely read your Bible, go to church and give to the poor. You definitely should. But you shouldn't do it to earn a relationship with God. You shouldn't do it to look good. You shouldn't do it to get something out of return for God. You should do it because you love God. Your heart posture is, I want to do this because of my father. I love my father so much that I want to spend time with him. And I know that the place that he talks to me the most is his word. So I'm going to read his Bible today. God, I love you so much that I want to be in your presence. So I'm going to go to church because I know that when two or more are gathered, then you are definitely there. So I'm going to go to church Sunday. This is the heart posture that you should have, not the heart posture of I have to do this. So let me go do it. It should be I get to do this. So therefore, I'm going to. Jesus knew the heart posture of the Pharisees. He knew that they were all lip with no bite. They didn't care about relationship with God. They were only concerned about perfecting the law so they could appear to be righteous. And I want to get the definition of righteousness because I think it's going to be really important to understand the concept of not working to gain a relationship with God, to understand that we already just have a relationship with God. So righteousness is defined as being in right standing with God. And so according to Romans chapter 3, verses 22, we are in right standing with God through faith in Jesus Christ. That exact scripture says the righteousness of God is through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe since there is no distinction. And then if you go to Romans chapter 3, verses 28, it actually solidifies the whole concept of you can't 
work to earn your relationship with God. Romans 3.28 says, For we conclude that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. So that tells us right there, we cannot work to have a relationship with God. We already have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Anything else that we do is out of relationship, out of love for God. But it does not make us in a higher position to him. That's not how God works. And God made sure that we were all righteous because he knew that we will always mess up the law and always have to go and sacrifice something because we were always like in bad standing with him. He knew that that was always going to happen. So what he did is he set up Jesus to come and save us all so we could always be in right standing with him. And so we weren't so concerned with the law all the time. We are in right standing all the time because of what Jesus did on the cross. But does that mean that we nullify the law? No, that's not what it means. Verse 31 of Romans chapter 3 actually answers this question for us perfectly. It says, do we then nullify the law through faith? Absolutely not. On the contrary, we uphold the law. And you may be saying, but sis, you just said that the issue with the Pharisees is that they were so focused on the law. But that's the thing. The Pharisees were so focused on obeying the law outwardly without allowing God to change them inwardly in their hearts. They didn't care about God at all. They only care about keeping up an image. And in our hearts, it shows us who our real alliance is to, who our loyalty is really tied to. That's why this lesson is so important, because I want you guys to understand that we have to get out of routine of doing things with God or to God. Don't wake up and pray because, oh, I got to make sure I pray. Check that off the box. Don't go to church because, oh, I got to go to church. Check that off the box. Don't read your Bible because, oh, I got to check it off the box. No, you want to do things based off of a heart posture, off of a heart relationship. And so we still respect the law. And if y'all go back and watch the Seek Bible Study Live, I talk about in detail this concept of still respecting the laws. But just to provide like a little short example in this episode, like if you look at the Ten Commandments, for instance, when it says thou shall not steal, right now, we're not tied to the law. So if we steal, we don't have to go and sacrifice and out of right standing with God. No, that's not how it works. But what we do because we love God so much that we're going to respect that law that he put into place. So look at it like this. If you're doing things based off a of law, you're going to say, I'm not going to steal because that's the law. But when you're doing things based off love, you're saying, I'm not going to steal because God doesn't want me to steal. It's the heart posture. Two people can be doing the same things, but it's like, what's the heart posture behind what they're doing? The issue with what the Pharisees were doing with the law, they were not following the laws out of love for God. They were only following the laws based off tradition, customs, and routines. And I just want to make sure your heart posture is not in that same place as the Pharisees. I love the excerpt from my Tony Evans study Bible that says, think of the law as a mirror. Mirrors don't fix anything. They show us what needs to be fixed. The law was not designed to fix you, but to reveal what needs fixing. 
So I just wanted to explain a little tidbit about laws because I did not want you guys to think that I was just saying abolish the law because even Jesus said don't abolish the law. But I really wanted to break down like what was the issue with the Pharisees trying to just live by the law alone. And remember going back to our whole story in Mark, they were looking at the disciples with disgusting eyes because they were not following a tradition that the elders said. This wasn't even a law. They were completely telling these people that they were not of God because they weren't following a man-made law. So to wrap this entire biblical portion up in a nice little bow, I encourage you, sis, to check your heart. Are you doing things out of love for God or out of tradition, customs, or routines? That's the main objective of this episode is to get you to check your heart posture. Because God got me to check my heart posture and he got me together. And when I took his love and conviction, it released me. It released me from this burden that I had and it freed me. And I want someone else to be out there freed and to just have a genuine, honest, open relationship with God. Not based on the traditions of religion. Not based on the traditions of your aunt, your uncle, your granddaddy, your mama, your daddy based on your relationship with God. And then I want to ask one more question that God laid on my heart. He said, do you truly fear God? Or do you truly fear me? Since he said it, do you truly fear God? BibleStudyTools.com provided a beautiful definition of what to fear God means. It says, to fear the Lord is to stand in awe of his majesty, power, wisdom, justice, and mercy especially in Christ, in his life, death, and resurrection. That is, to have an exalted view of God, to see God in all his glory, and then respond to him appropriately, to humble ourselves before him, to adore him. To sum up the definition of fear God, as Birdman would say, basically to fear God is to put some respect on his name. To realize where he is in your life, what he's done for you. So I am so in awe of you, God, that I am going to spend time with you. I am so in awe of you, God, that I am going to worship you. Not because I'm supposed to, but because I get to. You gave me the ability to, so I'm going to take advantage of it. So, sis, I really want you to check your heart posture and make sure anything that you're doing for God is not of routine, is not of a custom, is not of a tradition, but it's because of a true loving heart posture to God. And as you are examining yourselves, if you happen to be that person who is doing things out of routine, sis, is not condemnation. This is what you feel right now. It's God's love and conviction pulling at your heartstrings. He wants you to correct your ways. He's not angry at you. He's just revealing to you where you've gone wrong. And he's giving you this episode, this opportunity to turn away from that and get back on track. So what I want to do for you in this moment, I want to pray for you that you release the concept of doing things out of routine, 
and you get back into a heart posture or you get to a heart posture of doing things out of love for God. So let's take a moment and bow our head in prayer for those ladies. So Father God, I want to thank you for this message again. I want to thank you for the lady who is listening right now and their heart is just fluttering and they feel you. I pray, Lord, that they are able to get out of routine, out of custom, out of traditions. I ask for forgiveness for them, Lord. I ask that they forgive themselves and they realize that you still love them and that they are still in right standing with you, God. I pray that as they release this routine, this custom, that they come into a natural alignment, a loving alignment with who you are and that their heart is doing things out of love for you and not out of what a to-do list looks like, Lord. I pray that people love you more, gain more of a relationship with you, Lord. And they take on all of the advantages of what Jesus did on the cross. I thank you for our healing, God. I thank you for your conviction, God. And I thank you that you are always right there keeping us on track. I thank you that even if we fall behind in what we plan to do, our prayer life, our Bible reading life, that you still will make sure everything is right on time, right when we need it. Thank you for being who you are, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. And sis, while I'm in this posture, if somebody out there just feels like, hey, I am way too far. I'm way too far from God. Right now is the opportunity to get back close to him. Or for somebody out there who can't even remember a time that they accepted God as their savior. Right now is the perfect opportunity to do so. Because during the episode, I talked about this man called Jesus Christ. And I talked about righteousness. And like I said, righteousness means being in right standing with God. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, we are all in right standing with God. We just have to accept Jesus, have faith in him. And we are in right standing. So what I want to do for you right now is I want to offer you the opportunity to become reborn. Now, I say reborn because in John chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And to be reborn is to simply believe in Jesus and accept him as your Savior. So if you would like to do that, right now is the perfect opportunity for you to do so. All you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. In Jesus' name, amen. And just as simple, you are now a part of the union of Christ. And we are so happy to have you a part of the family. Congratulations. Yay. If you did repeat that prayer after me, your first essential step is going to be to connect to a Bible teaching church. When you connect to a church, you get a 
pastor to shepherd over you and pastors are going to be so important and you also gain fellowship with fellow believers so definitely connect with the bible teaching church if you cannot find a church in your area i always leave my church's live stream link in the show notes below and then the second essential step in my opinion is to purchase our reborn workbook that link is down below but it's going to be a great tool in guiding you through this new walk that you are taking so sis definitely check those links out in the show notes below and again congratulations and i cannot wait to see what god has in store for you all right y'all so that's all that i have for you guys today but before leaving you know i have two questions what was your key takeaway from today's episode? And also, did you learn something new? If you're watching on YouTube, you can comment down below in the comment section. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can answer in the Q&A section below. I cannot wait to see your responses. Y'all know that my goal is for this podcast to feel like a small group atmosphere. So I love to chat with y'all in the comment section. So definitely do not be afraid to engage with me. And for all of my people watching right now on the premiere, I see you. We see each other. I want to thank you so much for spending time with me on this Tuesday evening. It's such an honor that you spent time with me. And I love talking to y'all in the chat so much. And regardless of where you are listening or watching, I want you guys to share this video with five of your friends. It's going to be very essential to get this word out and sharing is how you become a digital disciple. So definitely share this with five of your friends. And then remember, if you do have any high or low moments that you want to submit, you can always do so by submitting those to our Instagram, Facebook, or directly to our email address. I'll make sure all of that is in the show notes below but like i said that is all that i have for you guys today i want to thank y'all so much again for spending time with me i pray that this video found you blessed and i pray that it left you even more blessed but in the meantime in between time as always be obedient and i'll see y'all next week ciao